Welcome to Making Sense with Dustin LaMontagne from Research Capital. My name is Bryn Griffiths. Dustin, how are you doing today? Uh, real good, Bryn. How are you? Great. I am looking forward to this topic today. It is debt versus deficits. Where do you want to jump in? Uh, you know, I thought it was timely considering, uh, you know, a c- couple weeks back, uh, the uh, the finance minister, uh, Christian Freeland, come out with his micro budget. And, uh, uh, you know, my, my, my good friend Justin Trudeau and, and, and her got together and decided, uh, you know, to spend some more of our money. Yes. Um, they're really, they're really good at spending money. That's not theirs as we've seen. And, uh, unfortunately there's a price to pay for, for government largesse. Um, and it's, it's, uh, you know, higher interest rates. We're all seeing that now and it's, it's hurting Canadians. Um, you know, the, the pandemic spending was, uh, some of it was justified, you know, helping, helping people that were out of work, uh, propping up businesses so they didn't fail. But, uh, looking back now, they spent about twice as much as they actually had to. Um, so there's probably $250 billion in spending that didn't need to occur. Uh, and of course, uh, the definition of inflation is inflating the money supply. So, You've got all these, uh, all this money out in the the economy right now, chasing goods that that can't get to market um, be, because the supply chains are all messed up, and you've got uh, inflation that looks like it's not coming down anytime soon. So, uh, when when you talk about debt versus deficits, uh, you know e- either either is manageable and sometimes healthy. Um, de- it, it, there's there's times when a country can go into debt and, and it's healthy. Uh, there's also times when countries to go in, go into deficits and, and it can be healthy. Um, <clears throat> but at some point you have to rein in the spending. And where, where it starts to get unhealthy is when you get these large interest rate increases, right? Because if you've got a national debt and just to, uh, to, to put that into perspective, the debt is the accumulated uh, deficits from each year. So the deficit is what the government runs if they're in the negative on a yearly basis. And the the debt is what's accumulated from those uh, negative deficits over time. Okay. And and those, the the debt started really in the seventies, late sixties and seventies with the, the previous Trudeau government um, who really ramped up spending and, uh, when, when the, the other Trudeau senior uh, turned it over to Brian Mulroney uh, in the, the early 80s, the country was a fiscal mess. So, and now we're seeing, uh, we're seeing that play, uh, with, with, uh, play out with Trudeau Jr., uh, you know, 30, 30 years later. So when, when you look at the deficit, uh, deficits are fine if you can get them under control, right? Because how you control a debt or a deficit is you can grow GDP. Um, so the idea is if let, let's say the current, the current debt right now, it's, I don't know, one and a half trillion dollars. Uh, it's at a record high, of course. Uh, and the deficit is running around 40 or $50 billion. So how, how do you solve that debt problem? Well, if your uh, GDP is running at a call it, uh, you know, three, $3 trillion and you've got one and a half, million in, in long-term one and a half trillion in long-term debt, government debt, then you've got a 50% debt to GDP ratio. Okay. So whatever your target debt to GDP ratio is, you can keep that stagnant just by growing the GDP 
And you can still run deficits as long as you keep that ratio intact. What's happened, though, in the last uh, couple of years here with all the spending is the ratio's just gone way out of whack. So we're one of the, you know, uh, we're, we're looking like a basket case right now compared to the rest of some of our, our G7 neighbors where we had a pristine balance sheet when, uh, when Trudeau took over. We're now starting to look like Italy. Uh, and if they keep spending, we're going to look like Greece. So the, the way you, you combat that is you, you get the you know, deficit under control and you grow GDP. So if you can run you know, three, four years of surpluses and grow your GDP at the same time, uh, then you get that ratio back in check. And if you can do that for a decade, then you, you start looking like you have a pristine balance sheet um, like Canada was when, when Trudeau took over from Stephen Harper. Uh, Canada had an excellent uh, balance sheet at that time. Now, again, there, there's some some very good reasons to go into debt. Um, I, I think uh, when when the finance minister came out with the the mini budget uh, last uh, when when was it? a couple of weeks ago, yeah, um, she she projected uh, the government will start running surpluses by 2028. Um, I've got some very uh, good desert in arizona just outside phoenix i could sell you if you believe that Bryn. okay well but um, don't budgets balance themselves i was told that once yeah i, I know my household household uh, budget doesn't seem to balance itself never does at um, home you're right yeah so it, it would be nice for once if if we had some governments that you know would treat the the public purse at much, much the same as we all have to do and, and live within our means right um, you know, we, we can't finance our households on a credit card and, and that's exactly what's happening right now because interest rates are going up. So, uh, you know, every 1% on that $1.5 trillion is, uh, you guessed it, $15 billion in extra interest that, uh, you have to pay on that debt, right? It's a huge yeah. amount, huge. So if you're talking uh, 3%, you're going to have an extra, you know, $40 billion in interest costs tacked on to the federal uh, budget. Uh, we all pay that. That's you and I and, and every business owner out there, every teacher, every firefighter, every uh, doctor, nurse, you know, whatever you do out there, you pay taxes. Yep. Uh, you're going to get less value for your money because government spending has led to these in, in increased uh, interest rates. And those are not fictional. When the government issues debt, they're going to have to pay 4 to 5% on 30-year Government of Canada bonds. And it, it's going to be very expensive. It's a painful process to go through. Um, not to mention the, uh, the interest rate increases on all these mortgages coming due in the next three to five years, uh, which people, uh, you know, people are people and they'll buy more house than they probably should. Yes. And, uh, you know, when interest rates are lower, that's fine. But now you've got a 2% rate, which is going to get jacked up to 5%. And you've got an extra 3% on $400,000 which is 12 grand a year or a thousand dollars a month for, for an average homeowner. Yeah. It's, it's, it's huge. And most people won't be able to afford it. Right. So do you think people um, just haven't quite figured that out yet? Cause it's one thing for the so, government to say that, you know, we'll, we'll be looking at, uh, we'll be looking at a surplus situation in five years from now, but it's easy for any government of any party to talk like that because you don't even, they don't have to worry about what's going to happen in the next election. They just have to worry about what's happening right now. 
That's right. And, and, you know, we've seen a government where the, the mantra has seemed to be, you know, pay everything for everybody, you know, let's, let's provide dental care. Now this, just this last mini budget, <clears throat> the, uh, the big thing is we're going to cancel all the interest on student loans. Well, you know, if you're a student and, and you're taking out debt to fund your education and by rights, that education should, should give you a higher economic standing in, in the, you know, the normal progression of things in, in our economy, right. which means you're going to get a better job, higher pay. Why shouldn't you pay for, for the, the privilege of getting those student loans? Nothing's free. Uh, so it, it's, to, to me, it's, it's a lot of that, um, you know, uh, big, big brother looking after uh, little brother mentality and, and, you know, the state funding everything. And you, you look at any country where that's gone on, um, it, it doesn't end well. So I'm not a big fan of handouts. I like hand ups, but not handouts. And right. to me, this new student loan, it's going to cost, I don't know, three or four billion dollars. Uh, so they say at the end of the day, it'll probably cost five times that. Um, but but it, those people another, vote. Those people vote. Yeah, but it's just, it's just, you know, another, another, uh, you know, you know, spending initiative that's not needed. Yeah, and yeah. as my son who, who's 20 is, is going to find out, um, you know, when, when he goes to, to buy his first house, uh, and, and interest rates are six or 7%, uh, it, it's not going to be a, a good experience. Yeah. And, and of course, six or 7% is nothing compared to, you know, when you were buying your first house back in the eighties or, or, or early nineties, you probably saw 10% interest rates. Right. So. Well, I bought my first one right after nine 11 when the interest rates just plummeted because they wanted to, people were scared to, to jump on board. So I, I lucked out in my situation there, but not everybody's going to have that, uh, that privilege. Okay. So, Debt versus deficits. If somebody's a little confused on this, and it just seems that a lot of people are, people that I talk to can't determine the difference between the two. But if anybody's got any questions on this, how do they get a hold of you? Uh, give me a call on my cell phone, 780-905-7729, or uh, they can reach me on my email, dlamontang at uh, researchcapital.com. Thanks for your time as always. Thanks, Brian. Have a good one. Okay, well, that's it for today. We'll have more helpful hints coming up on our next episode. Don't forget, all opinions expressed are solely Dustin's or mine and do not reflect those of Research Capital. This podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Research Capital may maintain positions in the securities discussed in this podcast. Thanks for listening to Making Sense and have yourself a great day. 